0: All right, what's up? Welcome to Sports Topia Fantasy Fire and Ice NFL Edition. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. I was here a couple hours ago for the NBA edition, that went pretty well. This one is going to go great as well, Stu monotone football my man Stu, what's good with you baby
1: yeah nothing much like you said busy time of year nfl nba mlb playoffs still going nhl started we got a lot of stuff to talk about but yeah i'm super pumped to be here today's game maybe not the best game in the world but hey there's always money to be made on these thursday slates and that's what we're trying to do here today
0: yeah no doubt there's money to be made trying to figure out a way to find it you have to excuse me a little bit i'm sitting over here i'm getting set up you know what i'm saying Fantasy executive was a little bit late to the stream today. The you know what I'm saying? I had to, you know, the fantasy executive was getting up there, Stu. You know what I mean? I had to, I came back from my walk, ate my breakfast. You know what I'm saying? I had to do the elderly things. You know what I mean? So I'm here. I'm good to go, though. You know what I'm saying? And we got a football game tonight between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New Orleans Saints down there in the dome in New Orleans. New Orleans is a two and a half point favorite. You say, how could that be? Well, that is because Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback is going to be a game time decision, the dreaded game time decision. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, if I had to
1: bet, I think he's gonna play. I mean, from the reports I was reading this morning, it kind of sounded like he's gonna play um unless something goes wrong in between. For me, if I'm the Jags, that's your franchise quarterback right there. It's a short week. I don't know if I'd be necessarily in a rush to bring him back, but if I had to bet right now from the reports I've read, I think he probably does end up suiting up.
0: That'd be good. Good for Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, you mentioned that word franchise quarterback. Did you see this? I, listen, we got we're gonna talk plenty of football. So bear with us. You know what I'm saying? If it was just Stu, y'all would have been out of here by 9 25. <laughs> now nah, let me stop. Um, and then it's, this afternoon. Um so you see where Caleb Williams, I don't know if he said this or the report was that rumored that he said that uh he wants ownership of the team. You know, he wants an ownership stake in the team that drafts him. Uh Stu, I, is Caleb is our guy. He's right there in our area. You've know, actually seen Caleb Williams a couple times before in Wingstop, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I seen <laughs> Caleb Williams in Wingstop in PG County on two different occasions. It's, it's funny, I, 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 I he probably drive a different car now. His license plate say QB1, you know what I'm saying? Which he might end up being QB1, but can you imagine you ain't play a game yet and talk about you want to own them people team
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's that's one of the most uh, insane reports I've ever seen the only thing I could think right is that we kind of know he doesn't want to go to the, one of these really bad teams it's been said time and time again it's possible he's just trying to tank his draft stock like he's like listen I want draft I want equity of the Bears I don't want equity of you know the Vikings maybe, maybe yeah. he'll go play with Justin Jefferson maybe suddenly it's not an issue then but it's probably an issue if he's got to go play for the bears next year
0: yeah well the Bears' mom and pop franchise they ain't giving him no ownership i tell you that one right now and it's Cole out there too it's not really an organization known for office. i think it's such a fascinating thing because i really would look at like you uh, you would like i think like everybody's just about half the three quarters of the nfl's teams is a couple losses away from being like you know what let's see if we can throw the towel and go get this kid like i would say like 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 Stu, i would go like Dallas the Giants and the commanders three teams in the NFC East would all be like let's go give a kid a shot you know what I'm saying like if they like two losses away from throwing in the towel
1: (laughs) I I don't think Dallas can get there that defense is way too good but I, I mean my commanders unfortunately yeah. the Giants I mean hey Honestly, the loser of this game to this week is probably in the Caleb Williams bowl. Suddenly, yeah. kind of mentioned right there. I would I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe maybe we see Tyrod out there just taking the day off, letting letting the Commanders win, so the Giants get Williams <laughs> next year.
0: I don't think that's going to be the case, but I do want to talk about that game. But first, let's kick it off with what we got on deck tonight. Our little Thursday night football. Amazon Prime Prime Video. Shout out to um, Al Michaels and Craig Herbstreet. You know what I'm saying. Um, I tell you what, your boy Travis Etienne, man, he is looking very bell cowish this season.
1: Yeah, no, I mean Bigsby was the big guy in the off season. People were considering it, but tell me about like- it. Yeah, since people like me that, that watched him play at Auburn were never too worried. This was never the most talented running back in the world, in my opinion. Etienne, on the other hand, was coming back from that Liz Frank injury last year a little bit slower. I think that downgraded his value because, like you said, he's out there and he looks awesome so far this year. The interesting thing is, obviously, this is one of his biggest challenges of the season that Saints' rush defense has rated out very well so far. You mm-hmm. also got to remember, though, they haven't played too many great running backs, right? We've seen a lot of, you know, the Miles Sanders, we saw the Rashad White. He hasn't really faced anyone to the quality of ETN yet, so that'll be a matchup to watch for sure tonight.
0: I think it's interesting that you mentioned that because when you're breaking these stats down and you're looking at DVOA and stuff like that, a lot of times you don't take into the consideration the talent of the back on the other side. You think that makes a difference. Like, you think, okay, it's one thing to keep, I don't know, tank, let's just go with Tank Bigsby on the wraps, but it's a different thing when you're looking at King Henry, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. And I mean, it, it's like, it, what you would never do this in a regular conversation. When you're quoting stats, it's really easy because you just say the number and you keep it moving. But if I was actually having a conversation with you and I tried to compare the rushing output of nine Miles Sanders carries versus 20 ETN or Henry or Jacobs carries, you'd probably laugh at me, right? Like, why are you comparing these guys that are totally on the other end of the spectrum? So I agree. I think that's one place where you can find value in a world where everyone is kind of looking at the numbers and not actually the games. You can kind of find some value seeing, oh, wait, they haven't faced a single talented running back so far this year i mean of course it makes sense that you're producing against bad running backs but when you suddenly have a you know a stellar matchup right here that's when things turn around
0: yeah no doubt that's an interesting way to look at it right there um if you 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 got a couple season-long fantasy football teams right oh yeah you got you got a um calvin ridley on any of them
1: Thankfully not. He was going a no, way you too are, high you, for me. You answered,
0: you, <laughs> an, you answered my question. You think Calvin <laughs> Ridley fantasy owners are, 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 are happy with their productions, what they're getting so far. No, nah, you had to draft him as your wide receiver one in a lot of spots.
1: Maybe your wide receiver two if you went zero RB in that draft. And you can't really be happy with that. He's been inconsistent so far. We had that great start to the season. But then there have been multiple blow-up spots that we haven't taken advantage of. Look at that Chiefs game where they were trailing all game. That's the perfect game script for you to put up that 100 yards in a touchdown. But it's been very inconsistent. We've seen some drops so far as well. And frankly, this Jacksonville offense is fine spreading it around. You mentioned Deanne killing it, Evan Ingram has been very good Christian Ingram has
0: been consistent
1: yep so for me I would not be happy with Ridley but also you can't give up at this point either right this is still a playoff team trending in the right direction you'd have to assume that chemistry builds over time I wouldn't be panic selling him for anyone you know that was drafted way later
0: yeah no I I can get I can get behind you with that you know what I'm saying but um you know the the, the thing about uh, uh Evan Ingram is uh the Saints are very good against the tight end
1: they are yeah i've been playing a lot of unders uh tight ends against the saints so far this year i will say we saw last week dalton schultz had a good week against them for the first time all season uh not a single tight end had a 13 yard or more reception until dalton schultz and i believe he had three last week so it was interesting to see that the one thing i brought that up is because dalton schultz ran 51 percent of his routes from the slot as opposed to an inline tight end right That's what Evan Ingram is going to do as well. Evan Ingram is not a traditional tight end. He is a big wide receiver. So it's interesting to see that Dalton Schultz had so much success out of the slot last week. It could be an indicator that Evan Ingram will run a similar route tree there as well.
0: You know, every week, right, you know, around halftime or something, I'll take my, or maybe after the first quarter, depending on how anxious I am, you know what I'm saying? I'll open up the apps and start peeking around and seeing how things are going. You know what I mean? And I always think to myself, oh my God, Darn it, Chris Olave gonna give me a zero. And then at the end of the game, I'm like, how do you get 27? (laughs) You know (laughs) what I'm saying? What's up with Chris Olave? How you liking him tonight?
1: He's, he's a boomer bust kind of guy, right? Real, I mean, you right? know yeah. the, the upside is there, but like, like we kind of mentioned, you're you're gonna be at zero for half the game a lot of the time. He's one of those guys, he relies on those deep targets. He relies on those touchdowns. Luckily Derek Carr, we do know when he's healthy, he loves to chuck the ball down the field. That's kind of his thing. We saw one game, he had all those checkdowns. his arm was messed up. It looks like he's good to go now. So for me, Alave is a lot of good DFS spot always, obviously. You wanna gamble on that high upside I and mean, you can't win tournaments without that high upside, which she definitely provides.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh Randy Optimizer, the Contrarian Edge Optimizer. Uh, first lineup goes. Oh, this is they. This I'm I'm a fan. This kid, this Shahid guy. I like his game. Uh Rashid Shahid, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr. Oh, God. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, and Michael Thomas.
1: I like that a lot. You mentioned Shahid. That's one of my favorite guys in this game as well, 100%. You notice I mentioned Alave is the deep target. Shahid is also sneaky, been one of the best deep targets in the league. And I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, but that game winning pass was to him, right? Derek Carr got him in the huddle. They had that great behind the scenes footage. He said, I want you to run a go route. I'm going to hit you. I trust you, right? So it's kind of rare to have a wide receiver, two or three, have that kind of trust with his quarterback. And like we just said a second ago, you need these deep targets if you want to win tournaments. So is he on the field enough,
0: though?
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing, though. When you're relying on a splash play, him no being doubt. on every snap isn't as big of a deal, right? Michael Thomas is going to play every snap. But if he's only running <laughs> five, six yards down the field, his upside is a little bit more capped right there. So for me, yeah, he will run less routes than Michael Thomas. But at the end of the day, he's running the routes that I want to target to try to win the big money.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I I would agree with you on that. Looking at it right quick, uh he runs seventy four percent of the routes. To be honest, that's not bad. Fourteen percent of the targets is not bad. Yeah, no wide receiver three. He'll come off on a
1: couple two wide receiver sets. He'll get some rest at times, but yeah, he's locked into that. And I mean, he's earned the trust, like we said a minute ago. He's earned that trust with Derek Carr, which is sneaky underrated. Not a lot of wide receiver threes have a good relationship with their quarterback.
0: Back to back to the Contrarian Edge Optimizer um fantasy sports logic uh Michael Thomas in the captain spot Trevor Lawrence Chris Olave Evan Ingram Derek Carr and your man Shahid
1: yeah I mean like like we said I'm probably not going to Thomas in the captain spot I don't mind him as a play tonight he obviously has that red zone upside as well but he's just not he he doesn't have a lot of yak ability since coming back from his injury he's not making people miss and he's not running routes down the field a lot of slants
0: over the middle all right. Um, so what else we got? I'll read you one more and then we'll move on to the rest of the other day. Uh, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram, Kendra Miller, Alvin Kamara, and Trevor Lawrence get a couple of these New Orleans running backs in the mix. Yeah, the problem with Kendra is Jamal Williams
1: was announced in a co- like an hour or so ago. So for me, I don't think I can trust a guy like Kendra when, you know, Williams wasn't good when he played a couple weeks ago, but he's still the guy that got paid. And we know in the NFL, the guy that gets paid is going to get those opportunities. So there's going to be no Kendra Miller for me tonight.
0: Yeah, tough one right there. Um, You know, down here in South Carolina where I live at, like the high school tailgates is like a big thing, right? It's like Friday night, right? It's when you have like the Friday night lights, tailgate, whatever. And people actually, you know, travel back to – high school origins and basically down here in in, in this country, in this woods too, you really just stand around in the field. You know what I'm saying? There's some DJs, some food trucks, you know what I'm saying? Kids running around, whatever, but it's a big event. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and I need to, to get, you know, I need to be fresh. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. the kids would say, I'm, I need to, I need to be fly. I need my drip I need to be on point, right? So Earlier this week, right? I. I went to fanatics because that's kind of the where I'm at drip wise. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm kind of, I'm past that. You know what I'm saying? Just give me something look nice. Don't make my belly look too big. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of go about my business. You know what I'm saying? It's good enough for me. So I wanted to get some, obviously, if I'm on fanatics, I'm going to look for some Colorado Buffalo stuff. You know what I'm saying? in in the big man size they they were sold out of the prime joint you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think that one is nice the prime but i actually found a real cool one it's like a colorado buffalo with a gold chain around the neck What do you think of that
1: <laughs> i mean it's funny too because we would have never seen that like imagine seeing that in the store last year right before coach uh, like you you'd you'd die laughing seeing that yeah. the colorado with the chain on the buffalo but no, nah, I mean, you got, I mean, Coach Prime's everywhere now. And I mean, hey, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you know, be hip, you know, people love Coach Prime. So I, I got no problems with that.
0: I went to Walmart the other day and lady was walking, the white lady was walking down the aisle with a Colorado. I'm like, oh, did you, are you a Colorado alumni? She was like, no, I just love Deion Sanders. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, right, well, there you go. We are all Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We are all the Buffaloes of Colorado. But let's get to Sunday's main slate, main slizzy. Who's the best player on the main slate this week for fantasy purposes? Um, Is it Patrick Mahomes? Eh, Could be. Is it, uh, I don't see nobody there, nobody there. Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it St. Brown? Is it Bijan? Mike Evans? Wow, is it Josh Allen, Steph Diggs? Yeah, probably Josh Allen, Steph Diggs is the top is the top of the slate this week, right? Main slate. Yeah, there's. What about Cooper Cup? You didn't you didn't mention I that one. Oh, right there. I, you know, I, I, I was looking
1: for the Rams. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Cooper Cup. That's, I mean, there's a, it's interesting because, right, the the normal thoughts, the Tyree kills, they're off the main slate this week, right? A lot mm-hmm. of these good games are in prime time. You're missing out on some of those big names. I think a lot of people are going to ignore him. But, man, Cooper Cup, I know he's two weeks off an injury, blah, blah, blah. But he is looking like the same exact guy. And if, if just that one moment of people thinking – I don't know if I want to play Cup this week. That Steelers defense is pretty good. Don't He's worry coming about off an that. injury. That's
0: what I'm saying. This is the best player on the slate. I'm going to be playing a lot of Cooper Cup this week. Yeah, me too, Cooper Cup. I, I'm sorry I didn't mention him in the beginning, but Cooper Cup is the, is the best player on the slate this week. I kind of would start my, you know, depending on what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? If you're an underdog drafting, you know what I'm saying? I would start. If I get one, I'm coming out the gate with Cooper Cup, and then I'll probably try to get some Matt Stafford a little bit later on. Let me give you a a – a um a, a dilemma of mine in a season-long league flex puka nakua or tyler lockett
1: oh that's i mean it's a good problem to have those are some good wide receivers for me it's probably going to be puka i know that sounds a little bit crazy to say at this point still but jsn was the most involved he's been all all season last week we saw that increase and lockett
0: It just hasn't been there as much this season so far. He did hit his over on his props last week, though.
1: Yeah, but to me, the concern— And I did
0: not expect that to happen last week.
1: Yeah, I would say for me, he's running a lot more downfield targets and a lot less of those easily convertible over-the-middle ones that he was in previous years, which kind of threw me off when you have a DK Metcalf right there because JSN has that super low ADOT. He's stealing all those receptions over the middle. For me, I think Puka, um, some projections I was looking at, still had him at 10 targets expected so far this week, which at first sounded kind of crazy to me. I'm like, there's no way we're going to get 10 targets. But when you think about it a little bit more, right? If he has 10 targets and Cooper Cup has 13 targets, that's 23 out of a projected, you know, 38. That's not actually as bad as I was thinking because who else is going to take those targets? You got no running backs anymore, right? We're running out four Four no name random running backs. It's just going to be a rotation of a bunch of mid running backs. So for me, that obviously means more passing volume. I'm not sure who else is going to. T- I mean, 2 2 Atwell is going to grab three
0: or four. Try targets. the 2 two. Try the two, yeah. 2 Atwell in the mix right. every week, it seems like.
1: Yeah, Higby's gonna grab three or four more targets there as well. But at the end of the day, Puka's still the wide receiver too. Still great usage. That's probably who I'd have. to – Especially, are you PPR? I'm not sure. But
0: if oh it's yeah, bro, I, I can't do a standard league. You know what I'm saying? I I'm figured. Saying.
1: I figured. You're a man of class.
0: You know. Hey, I, I, hey I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've come a long way doing this. You know what I'm saying? I think I probably come too far. Um, Nah, that's cool. Hey, I was it, was it was listen. The team, my teams are falling apart this year. But you know, I'm a good soldier. I'm gonna stick it out to the end. Keep the competitive balance. You know what I mean? But I've I have, I've had a, I've had a couple of nice weeks. You know what I'm saying as far as betting and DFS goes. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to turn that money over quick. Um, I ain't got really time to wait to to hit the the, the, the big one at the end. You know what I'm saying? These kids hungry now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thirty inch bust down now. Um, But what I will say is this, the most fascinating game on the slate this week is in the Charm City down there at M&T Bank Stadium down there on the harbor where the red hot Detroit Lions, your favorite team's favorite team, heading into Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the crew, right? And what's fascinating about this is the Baltimore Ravens are a very popular team. When it comes to wagering, splits always go in the favor of the Ravens. I'm looking at these splits, though. 80% of the tickets back in the underdog Detroit Lions. I'm like, wow. And guess what? 17-6 and in their last 23 games against the spread. That's unheard. That's almost 80%. Yeah, man, this is this is a hard
1: one, because like you said, obviously, the whole world sees Detroit as an underdog and kind of thinks like, are you kidding me? Like, we're really going to get Detroit as an underdog. But at the end of the day, you know, the Ravens, I've watched a lot of Ravens football so far this year. We have high expectations for this team. They played pretty well. But if you watch them, they're not really impressing you the way some of these other
0: teams do. They're sloppy. They're sloppy. They're a sloppy team. They make a lot of mistakes because that doesn't happen when you watch the chiefs right when you go oh yeah this is the chiefs right the ravens
1: should be in that conversation phenomenal defense but they're still putting some things together and i think for me that's kind of scaring the public away is they're making a lot of these kind of dumb mistakes at the end of the day though i still think i'm going to back the ravens in this one me too the the thing though is I'm going to the money line. I'm not messing around. I'll pay a little extra juice right here. You gotta do what you gotta do. I don't want to mess with that three points because, like I just said a minute ago, it's an ugly game. This is a Justin
0: Tucker kick at the buzzer.
1: Exactly. We just he just made six last week. He's the best kicker of all time. And we with the Raven. That's how the Ravens play. They they fight you. They want to fight. And I don't know if the Lions want to
0: fight, especially in the outdoors. We got a little bit of wind. That's the Lions cool. look like they got that dog in them though. I'd be honest with you. I didn't think the Lions was fighters either. But, I like, I've seen the Lions in some some different spots now, and I'm like, wow, man, this team is impressive. I knew – remember, we talked. I knew Seattle. I had a feeling Seattle would – and they fought – they, they should have won that game. Yeah. But, you know, now I'm like, okay. See, here, it, when I initially heard the game, right, I'm like, I think the Lions are going to go out there and beat them. And then when I saw the splits, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. Let me go back to Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Because Lamar – Lamar Jackson is, what is he, 50 and 19, something like that, as a starting quarterback, somewhere some insane number like that. They're very good, and the, they don't cover the spread in their building, but they win the game in their building. But fantasy-wise, is this a Lamar, Andrews, Zay Flowers, LaPorta, uh, St. Brown, or do you think this is a low-scoring affair? I think it's a low-scoring affair. I think both teams may
1: struggle to move the ball. There's some wind reports as well, right? The conditions may not be great. And that's what I
0: well, – I, I, you're Every right. Every game I, in Baltimore is great. You know what I'm saying? Every game in Baltimore is great. It's never a beautiful sunny day from M&T Bank Stadium. <laughs> no, you,
1: you can say that again, but I, I should revise. You're right. The Lions aren't a soft team. That comment was more directed at Jared Goff and his history outside Outdoors, in yes. those conditions. That's what worries me a little bit more. You're right, Dan Campbell. That that team, they're tough as nails. Now you got to give him respect for what he's doing over there. But I think it's a more of an under game. I think both teams struggle to move the ball downfield. A little bit more when you look at jared goff he's been the number one quarterback in epa per play this season against cover three defenses the ravens run the third fewest cover three in the league instead the ravens run a lot of man coverage which jared goff has been a lot worse against so far this season when you look at the teams that have played heavy man against him those are the teams he struggled a little bit more and additionally jared goff is also really good against the blitz luckily for the ravens the ravens blitz at a bottom five rate in the league because they get natural pressure they don't need yeah. to send that extra rusher up there so those two stats really jumped out to me in support of the ravens right i think jared goff is going to struggle a little bit more than we expect um but the good news about that is when jared goff does struggle there's some pretty clear targets right here i think a sam laporta a guy who's oh, every been week awesome. you know
0: what I'm saying? i know every week i mean the targets is there the catches is there he gets in the end zone it's a bonus He is getting like when I'm when I'm doing my stuff and I'm looking for a tight end, like the first person I look for, is like where's Sam LaPorta? I mean,
1: like I'm a I'm a punt tight end guy. I've ever since I've drafted fantasy football in my life. I've never been a Kelsey top of the board guy. I'm thinking back. LaPorta might be one of my best ever picks. I haven't had to think once about a tight end this year. Legitimately, like I haven't looked at a tight end on the waiver wire once because I have LaPorta on all three of my main big money league. So it's one of those situations where I've got to sit back and enjoy what this guy's done so far. And I think when Goff is under pressure, you know, when he looks down the field, sees that main coverage, I think he's going to look to his check down, his safety valve. And I think Laporta could have a very good game in this one.
0: Yeah. And I'm Sam Laporta. He's been getting it done. You know what I'm saying? All right, Stu, we need to leave Baltimore and we need to get on 95 and we need to head up through Baltimore We need to go over the Delaware bridge and then we need to get on the New Jersey turnpike. And once we get on the New Jersey turnpike, we need to exit after you pass the Vince Lombardi rest area. You need to exit to MetLife stadium where there is, I think going to be a very fascinating football game this week between the Washington commanders and the New York giants last week. I won a tournament on Splash, like a tears pick'em tournament. I told you I chased one a couple weeks ago and just missed it. I caught I caught it this week and I was ready for it because I had Tony Pollard on Monday night. So I wasn't gonna let nobody catch me on Monday night and walk me down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The difference maker in this lineup was Desmond Ritter. And I'm thinking that we are to the point now where whoever the quarterback is, line them up against the Washington Commanders. I think you can also – all right, so here's the deal. Like I would play – I would I would roll with Tyrod this week, right? I, Because why not? I mean, okay, he could get hurt and leave the game. That's why not. But that could happen to any quarterback, you know what I'm saying? But it's a little more likely to happen to Tyrod because of advanced age and stuff like that. But which pass catchers are you going to use? Or are you using Saquon Barkley? No,
1: I'm using Darius Slayton. Last week, when the important situations arose, Tyrod Taylor was consistently looking at Slayton. Remember that fourth down in that last drive was a deep target to Slayton. On the first drive, when they came out aggressive, the deep catch was to Slayton. That was clearly, from everything I saw, his favorite target, his number one. Additionally, Wando Robinson did not practice yesterday dealing with that knee injury. That's going to be a guy that has six, seven targets in every game so far this year. So Slayton is going to be in a lot of my... DFS line, it's only 3,700 on DraftKings right now. The thing is, we just don't know if it's going to be Tyrod or Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones has that questionable tag for me. I would almost prefer it's Tyrod because I agree with you. You should just play any quarterback against that Washington secondary. And if it's Daniel Jones, I can't fully trust he's healthy, right? You got a, a you know, you a concussion, you beat the protocol, that's fine. A neck injury,
0: that's that's when things get some a some people have, I've heard rumors that this is this look like the Peyton Manning injury I don't know how true that is yeah I I, I just like
1: the neck the back I that's the injury I don't want to mess with right that's yeah. put you in a wheelchair kind of injury not to say <laughs> that's really. what's going on here but just to be clear I, I don't want to mess with that I would much prefer we just announce Tyrod as the starter and move that way I don't think To be honest, there's that much of a difference from what we've seen so far. Obviously, Daniel Jones is younger, can be a little bit more mobile. But if he's dealing with this injury stuff, then you can't count on that. So I agree. I mean, when when you said at the beginning of the year, we thought this Washington defense was going to be really strong. But Desmond Ritter, 300 yards. Justin Fields, 300 yards. Who can't throw for 300 yards against this defense at this point, right? That's pretty much the bottom of the barrel in terms of passing yard in the NFL. So if they can do it, Tyrod
0: can too. What about Jalen Hyatt? i mean i like the talent i just wish they'd not play enough, him a little bit more not enough but, snaps right let me check his snap even
1: the snaps weren't even as bad as i thought there's just no targets like in the in the wando game when he came back hyatt was the number two in snaps in the first half and then fell off the cliff so
0: i don't know i i, I like the Ooh, upside. yeah i mean it's the it's the lowest target she on the team really yeah because He's a right, well, wait a minute, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that
1: counts. Yeah, that counts. You yeah. think about Hyatt, though. He's got that boom, right? He can run you that eighty-yard exactly. touchdown. Exactly. That could be.
0: That could be. That could be the the tournament winner right there. That one seventy-yard bomb. You know what I'm saying? That Washington is ready to give up. Yeah, I, to be clear, I'd much rather play him over like Paris Campbell, who'd be the guy not that out. would step
1: up if Wanda was out. Because, yeah, he'll get more targets. But what are you going to do with four for 22? You're not winning
0: a million bucks that way. No, uh uh-uh. you're definitely not going to win a mil uh, with that four for 22. You know what I'm saying? As you mentioned, um, oh, is it, it now it, oh, it's, it's when, when you're coming back with, with Washington Commanders, I think the Giants win this game, to be honest with you. Sorry. I don't know. I just think back-to-back road wins are going to be tough for the commanders. right? But with that being said, this is the Giants and the commanders. This game is going to be something stupid going to happen at the end. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you that. With that being said, the commanders are going to fight back. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, it's never like pretty... Is it Brian Robinson? Is it maybe check down Antonio Gibson? Is it you know, is it um, or is it even maybe possibly, uh, maybe even is it possibly um, Jahan Dotson?
1: I'm see, I I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Dotson. He's got to prove it to me. I'd much rather just go. We talked about Curtis Samuel these last couple weeks, and what does he do? He keeps on scoring touchdowns, right? I mean, he's. Oh, I forgot my man touchdowns. Curtis Samuel. You're right. I thought I thought that's where you were setting us up to go. Because we, we've talked a little Curtis Samuel on the he's show. In my, he's in my starting lineups now. Yep. And I mean he deserves it. He's run he is the wide receiver too, right? I mean, it's clear. It's been clear since the season started. Our preseason expectation was that Dotson would be the wide receiver too, but that's not been the case so far. So my run back is going to be Brian Robinson. Um, the f- simple fact about this Giants defense, they can't tackle. Get can't tackle anybody, right? I mean, we've seen it all year long. Every running back, no matter what the talent level, is just shredding tackles out there. Brian Robinson, he's not the most explosive back in the world, but he's very good through contact. He's always that guy that's going to give you those couple extra yards on those inside runs. For me, he has the touchdown upside as well. I think Brian Robinson might have one of his best games of the season against a very rough Giants rush defense. Oh,
0: that's not bad. I right, shout out to Brian Robinson. Welcome to the party, Brian Robinson. Um, the uh, Vegas is in Chicago. I, I, oh, boy, jeez, They're yeah, talking about offense being down. This is why. But Devontae Adams is complaining about getting the football, so he could go crazy this week. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to bet against Devontae. I mean,
1: we've seen it. What, what happened with Jamar Chase? I'm always open. He had 126 yards and three touchdowns. He had
0: 15 week. catches.
1: These guys are here <laughs> Devontae yeah. Adams, he wants the fucking ball in his hands. And he's Devontae mind. Adams. You deserve the ball in your hands. Yeah, for too. real i agree I, I mean whatever his receptions is this week the thing i, I can't really go yards because i don't trust brian hoyer to throw the ball down the field right oh, if that's, that's
0: right it's brian yeah hoyer.
1: so for me receptions props i'm thinking it probably opens six and a half again that's where i could get to because you don't need those deep passes you just need to get Devontae the ball and let him make plays happen after that
0: yeah i thought maybe you know he took that big hit in that a game a couple of weeks ago i thought maybe that's why he wasn't seeing the work like that but um you know, he was, oh, I know they want, you know, they're saying, oh, why am I playing when we winning the games? Well, he need to get the ball. And they also need to spell his name correctly on the ticker. I saw that last night. I had a chuckle. Oh, they got Devontae well, Adams' name spelled wrong on the ticker. Hopefully they got it fixed. Um, Cleveland and Indianapolis. Oh, boy, what are we doing here? Jerome Ford? I'm Kareem Hunt season now, man. Okay. He pretty much took his job last
1: week. And, I mean, Jerome Ford hasn't been good so far i was rooting for him i like cincinnati he made me some money back there but it's not been good so far this season i think kareem hunt might be a little sneaky cheap dfs play the problem is it's just so hard to confidently bet this game this is going to be a low scoring game it's going to be ugly this browns defense is probably going to demolish i mean i could see this being one of those where they get another defensive touchdown so maybe that's where you look in dfs you start the browns defense
0: ah the browns defense the best defense in the league I think so i think i mean this
1: new the thing is this new coverage they're running they run more man coverage than anyone else in the league by like eight percent like they're going up there and they're going to the line of scrimmage and they're fighting these wide receivers and i think in an age where we play all this zone where you can simply run find that little sweet spot in the zone those cover two safeties aren't going to hit you too hard I think this physicalness, this toughness that they're bringing to the table is throwing teams off. They're not getting to the spots they want to. And then when you have that combined with Miles Garrett coming at you on 50 snaps a game, that's a rough combination. I think it is the best defense in football.
0: Uh, which, what, what, um, we talked about Diggs and Allen. That's just, you know, it seems like the way to go until they up 30 and they take them out the game. Uh, fascinating. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is going to Tampa. What do you think about this one for what we trying for money making purposes as far as uh players for daily fantasy. Bishan Robinson
1: man this is a guy he's down to 7300 on DraftKings little price reduction after the last couple weeks. Obviously, Algiers is there to steal those touchdowns, which we never like. That's always an annoying kind of thorn in your side, right there. But for me, what I see is I see the public looking at this Tampa Bay defense and going, "Nope, I don't want to mess with that. Good rush defense. Historically, we know they're strong and keep it moving." What I see is a Tampa Bay rush defense that's ranked 18th in success rate so far this year. It's not that top-of-the-line rush defense we've seen in years past. I think it's another one of those situations where when you look at the talent that they face faced so far this year, they haven't necessarily faced these elite high-end running backs. And when they have, they're not even elite, just better running backs. They were punished for it. So for me, Bijan, obviously, we know he can do it as a runner. What other running back in the league is giving you four or five catches every single game? Because that's what Bichon's doing. He's not just a running back. He's a slot receiver. So to get that at lower ownership is something I want.
0: You know, I think the thing is, I think people thought he'd be like going off. You know what I'm saying? Like they thought he'd be like, it'd be like Christian McCaffrey, then Bichon Robinson. And he has been consistent and steady, but he's not going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what happens when you play on an offense that can't throw the ball down the field, right? But Unless they it get the Commanders. <laughs> well,
1: hey, but look who look who won the game in the end, though, right? And yeah, you're that's right. That's true. yep. Um, so at the end of the day when every team can stack their box against you bring all the safeties down linebackers are fully focused on that it's really hard for a running back to hit that elite ceiling right there's no threat of a passing game whatsoever because like you said when Ritter does hit that 300 yards mark it's coming with a couple interceptions as well so for me that's the frustrating part I think a lot of people I don't want to say overhyped him I, I think as a talent it's it's unignorable. He's extremely talented, but this offense is limited. It doesn't have the upside a lot to do, And I think that might be what's scaring people away. But at the end of the day, if you've watched Bijan, you know how good this kid is. It's going to be one of those 35 point fantasy games sooner rather than later. I want to be there when he's at 10% ownership rather than 30% ownership.
0: Love it. Good point right there. Um, what are we doing this week with the Green Bay Packers?
1: it's it's an ugly game it's i'm christian watson i think for dfs purposes unfortunately i've got him on some fantasy teams as well that's a tough choice to make obviously these boomer bust guys um, are very tough in fantasy um for me but it looks like i'm going to be playing him. i think this is a good downfield matchup you really exploit this team deep and i think that's what christian watson is there to do so i want the boomer bust i want the high upside he's getting healthier every week that's what i'm hoping for any Jordan love no, no, Jordan Love. I mean, you got to prove it to me a little bit more I before I see it. And also, what's the deal with the rushing game? Is I saw Aaron Jones was added to the injury report
0: again this oh week or something. God, I'm sick of him. But, well, I'm sick of A.J. Dillon. I don't well, want to I'm see him on the field anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of putting him in my lineup. That's not yep. a fun thing to do. That's not a good way to start your Sunday morning. You want to get back into bed after that. Um, The Los Angeles Chargers, right? Coming off that loss on Monday night, they are that magic number, five and a half. We've talked about five and a half before. It did it happen again last week? I think it happened again last week. Was there a five and a half point on the dog last week?
1: I'm trying to remember.
0: I think somebody did close at five and a half last week. Um, yeah, I think it. Did, I think it happened again last week. I think somebody did close at five and a half last week. We can pull that up right quick. Bing, 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 bing. How's everybody doing out there? out to my man Keith in the back. <laughs> As we are trying to give you some good information, so give us a little bit of time right here. You know what I'm saying? we are not wasting your time right here. Let me go back to week number six in the NFL season. Oh, no, no. Was it no. – uh, did the Eagles get down to five and a half? Yes, ever? it was the Jets.
1: Yeah. The Jets. The Jets were a five and- – <laughs> The That's Detroit. when I knew I lost my bet. That's when I, when I, when I had the Eagles early in the week, and I saw it go down to that five and a half. I knew, I knew I was done. Like when it hits that, no, yeah,
0: I knew, I knew it was over yeah. there. There you go. So we've seen this. I think the Patriots didn't do it at five and a half. But not only is the five and a half covering, they're winning the game outright almost unanimously every week. The Vegas Raiders was five and a half earlier this year, and they lost. So it was the Raiders and the Patriots. Two of the worst teams in the AFC, you know what I'm saying? But I'm to the point now where I'm blindly taking the five and a half. With that being said, is it Justin Herbert bounce back? Is it Keenan Allen? What what is it? Is it Austin Eckler? I, I
1: mean, I'm going Austin Eckler for sure. I, I mean, because he's a he's a receiving or he's a wide receiver at the running back position. I don't care if he only gives you 30 rushing yards. If he's going to give me 45 more and a touchdown through the air, so I love Eckler. The one thing I want to point out about this game, because I like the Chargers, I love Herbert as a dog. He has historically been amazing as an underdog, especially beyond three points. You don't ever see that too often. The problem is this is probably the worst rest spot of the year so far. I mean, they're coming off of a Monday night football game against the Cowboys, while the Chiefs had practically a bye week. They already had extra rest, and we know Andy Reid is amazing against extra rest. But that was a primetime Thursday night game against the Broncos, a team they didn't even have to game plan for. So my worry right here is, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have had two weeks to prepare for this matchup, while the Chargers have had like three days coming off of a tough loss against the Cowboys. So that, man, historically, those um, those low rest going against extra rest spots are killers for the underdog. I mean, it's something like 75% cover rate for the favorites. That's really concerning to me. But at the end of the day, I still for me, this is like the Chargers Super Bowl. And this is just another day for the Chiefs. Chargers need to win this game. Herbert has been pretty good against the Chiefs in his career for DFS purposes. You got to fire up some Herbert. You got to get some Austin Eckler in there. The real question is which one of these Kansas City receivers is going to get it done for you? That's always the hard part.
0: Yeah, that's tough. And I'm down with rolling with the kid now. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with it. Now the game is on CBS, so I think that's probably CBS at 4:25. It's probably going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo, uh, unless unless they're going to be in Baltimore. No, Baltimore's on uh, Fox. Is on Baltimore, so Greg Olson will probably get that. And my man, um, my man that used to be with the Mets, I can't think his name right now. Um, so we shouldn't see Taylor Swift. I don't think I don't think I don't think Taylor Swift is going sure. to do. Two, I don't think she's going to do two CBS games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they got next time we see Taylor Swift, it'd probably be Monday Night Football. You know, because they got every network got to pay her to come. You know what I'm saying? So Amazon paid her. She's already paid by CBS. So maybe Fox got a check waiting for her. Or maybe it's Monday Night Football. Maybe she'll be on the Manning cast. Are you a big Manning cast guy?
1: I don't mind it. I try to. I try when I'm watching. I try to pick up things that I'm gonna like learn for the next week. And Manning cast isn't as good for that because there's no, not going on anything. Yeah, but yeah, but I like I like the vibe, I, especially when a game sucks. They're just sitting there and having fun. So that, I I do respect that. I, I like those casts. I like the guests um, that they have on there. Um, but yeah, I, I can't hate on it.
0: I'm not hating on Kevin Burkhardt. Thanks, Keith. Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. Um, you you know what it is is. If my team, like when the Cowboys was on Monday Night Football, I watched the broadcast. Yeah. But if it's like like this week Monday Night Football is yeah. um San Francisco and Minnesota, I will watch the Manning cast because I couldn't care less about San Francisco and Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I view it. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's fun. You know what I mean? My thing is, I, I kind of worry. I'm a big league pass guy. So now, you know, that's that'd be back in effect next week. Matter of fact, I gotta re-up my subscription for League Pass, you know what I'm saying? So you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Um League Pass really won't get good till Wednesday, and there's no football on Wednesday next week, so that'll be good because I'm not really a big two games TNT, the big powerful teams, not good for betting purposes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not good for player props because those games are high value, sort of like 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 the nights the, the 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 season starts with um uh the first game is the Lakers and the Nuggets. Nuggets get their rings, and then the second game is uh Phoenix and Golden State. Kevin Durant finally plays at the chase center after 13 years. Um, so that's but then the next night, you know, you get like the real, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You get yeah, it's enough to where it's enough action to go around. But but I'm cool with just watching football tonight. A little college. You watch college football? I mean, I do
1: at times, but I, I, I it's coming around on me. Let's say if you asked me that two years ago on stream, I would have shit on college football. It's products, sucks, but I, I've been coming around. I don't know, but I'm not like a. I went to a D three college. I don't have like orange, rod Yeah, uh. blood. It doesn't flow, so I never cared that much. But I will say. It is just funny. Like college football is fun. You go out there, you send your kicker out for a yard rocks. game winning field, field goal, and it's going 42 yards right. Like, <laughs> you see insane stuff from these guys. And to me,
0: that that's more fun. So I kind yeah. of, I've been enjoying it more recently. Yeah, the wide hash marks and stuff like that. And wide right is really wide right. Um, <laughs> but I was going to tell you: you know who's good for information, like for DFS information, and, and he doesn't even know he's doing it? Joel Clatt. So he does like, you know, he's the big noon. He, him and um, my man share the booth. Oh, uh, he shares the booth. The black dude that's real popular. Why am I forgetting that? I know why I'm forgetting. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, y'all. Anyway, I ran the optimizer, you know what I'm saying? Gus Johnson, Gus Johnson and Joe Klatt. Joe Klatt got the Joe Klatt show on YouTube. And when he's breaking down games, he'll get into the specifics and you can really get good DFS advice if you're in a state where you play college DFS. So you know, you when you mentioned demanding cash, you know what I'm saying. You can learn something from Joe Clatt. So help, you know, I've made money a couple times this year listening to Joe Clatt. So I went ahead and I ran the optimizer, right? Oops, excuse me, let me get that done right there. Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, look at that! Wow, that's interesting. Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Zach Evans, Keenan Allen, who we discussed, Tyler Lockett, Wondell Robinson mark andrews terry McLaurin, and the patriots defense
1: yeah i mean there's some good cheap guys in there that we talked about obviously one you just got to monitor that knee injury right if he's in then i don't mind firing him up at all against a bad commander secondary but if he's out then obviously you don't want to have that zero in your lineup i think i like pacheco we didn't get to talk about him too much you got to think, this Chargers defense, is—they're with their deep safety looks they're giving you, they're allowing a lot of checkdowns to running backs. And to be honest, Jarek McKinnon has not been as involved so far this year. So I think nope. Pacheco not only has that rushing upside, he also has a little bit of receiving upside in this game
0: as well. Interesting. Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Pat Mahomes, Zach Evans, Isaiah Pacheco, Keenan Allen, Tyler, lots the same league. No. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Sam Laporta, Juan Dell, and the Commander's defense.
1: Yeah, I like that. Obviously, Laporta, look right there. I mean, Bourne is a guy I like. This is a this is a rough offense. They're going to be trailing a lot, obviously, throughout the whole season. I mean, it's been it's been awful so far. I I I would hope we see some Bailey Zappy or something sometime soon. But for the time being, Kendrick Bourne is just that dependable checkdown over the middle. I don't know if do you see Devonte Adams drop that pass that was, or, or sorry, Devontae Parker dropped that pass that was right that in his was, hands. I, I, I may have won the
0: game if he caught that pass.
1: It, w- it probably would have, and instead it lost the cover. They got safety done the next freaking play. So, I, I mean, I Bill Belichick is known for that doghouse, and I would not be surprised if Parker is suddenly on the field a little bit less this week. So I, I don't mind Bourne as a sneaky cheat No, guy, I think yeah. Bourne
0: might be in some of my season-long uh, lineups. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford, Ken Walker, Brian Robinson, Curtis Samuel, Stephon Diggs, Jacoby Myers, Mark Andrews. I do not like this. this. This was almost perfect until Nelson Aguilar. I like this lineup right here. I was about to say the
1: same thing. I really like that lineup. Aguilar, the, he could be a little interesting just because he's that deep target, right? And, I mean, that's all you need to pay off. I, I don't feel good. I probably you would not catch be playing. It. Yeah, Aguilar this week, he can't catch. That is a problem for a wide receiver, right? You need to know how to catch the ball but I agree until that point that is a really strong lineup a lot of guys we talked about on the show already I definitely like that spot
0: yeah that's a good one right there and then the last one Deshaun Watson Isaiah Pacheco Ramondre Stevenson Amari Cooper had that big catch down the sideline last week Cortland Sutton Christian Watson we talked about Christian Watson Travis Kelsey there goes Wandell again in the Raiders defense yeah, I mean, Mono's got to chill on day a little bit. I like this guy, but I don't know if he's got to
1: be in every single lineup right here, okay? But, I mean, I do like Stafford as a starting point, obviously. I think you, got, I would want a little correlation there as well, obviously, through the, the receiving game. But I think that's a pretty solid lineup. It's it's interesting. This will be a tough week. The
0: defense is going to be a bigger deal with how low these totals have been so far in this late. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, yeah, you do think it's a, a big, bigger a defense. Listen, it's been a big year of defense so far. Really, a lot of stupid. First of all, I, I find myself saying this all the time and getting ready for the bus to get up out of here. A punt is not a bad play. And this, everybody going for it on fourth down, kick the field goal. Kick the field it, goal. it depends it i think to me it depends on if you're playing a good team
1: or a bad team if you're playing a good team i think you got to play to win you got to score if you're playing the chiefs and you're down there and you have a chance for a 36 yard field goal on fourth and three you don't beat the chiefs kicking field goals but the, the thing we've seen on the other side is these coaches have taken it way too far the bills jets earlier this year was a perfect example you're playing zach wilson you don't need to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. You don't need to you know, go for it on fourth and five when the guy on the other side of the field isn't an elite quarterback. So for me, it looks like all these coaches are game planning for average quarterbacks like they're playing against elite quarterbacks because that's what they saw the good teams do. And as we know, the NFL is a copycat league. These guys are just going to keep doing what they see the good teams doing. It's just unfortunate that they have no idea what they're doing, right? When Mike McCarthy's going for it on fourth down, he's not looking at an analytics model. He's taking his best guess and hoping for the best. And that's an unfortunate part of coaching in the NFL and what
0: makes it such a shit show sometimes. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? So there you go right there. All right. So here's the deal. That QR code take you to the contrarian edge optimizer. Get down with that rankings all that stuff sportstopia.io is the web address that's my man monotone football corey Parson, the fantasy executive we out